Oh, hello, and welcome to Digital Digital Get Down, in case you forgot the name of the show. Or in case you forgot our names, we're Heather and Bennett. Hello. It's been a while. It's not a weekly podcast anymore. That's okay. Did we ever claim it was a weekly podcast? No. I don't know that we ever committed to that. Okay. So now that we have like a third... Set their expectations low. We have member like number two and a half at Mm -hmm. this point. Host number two and a half. Yep. Um, And it keeps us a little tired and a little busy. So you can blame the baby. Fair enough. The unborn baby. (laughs) I guess you should have never really blame an unborn baby. <laughs> it seems really mean that the baby's not even here yet and we're scapegoating it. No, there's no original sin yet. Uh, anyways, we're mm. here. We're here now. Hello. Uh, we've got some some stuff stored up for you. Some oh, very yeah. old good newses and bad news. We've got some hot takes that have cooled off for hot, many weeks. Hot takes from a month ago. Yeah. But here we are. Hope you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you have any intro stuff you want to start with? Um... I mean, we watched the Emmys last weekend from Did start we? to finish. <laughs> I just wanted you to go on your Did we? your rampage again. You could tell me the Emmys were any night of the year, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. It could be like a Tuesday in June, and I'd be like, oh, it's Emmys night? Yeah. Okay. Like, they just never seem to be at a normal time. No. All the other award shows are like in January, it feels like. Or wintertime, at least. And it makes even less sense because of there not being like a normal TV cycle anymore. Yeah, and then there's, like, the daytime Emmys and the creative arts Mm. Emmys and, like, all the offshoot, like, off-brand Emmys. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I have a few people on my Facebook feed who are like, we took home an Emmy for our our newscast. And I'm like, there's got to be a, that's a different category, right? Is there a podcast Emmys now? (gasps) Are we in the running? Definitely not. Top banter cast? Definitely not. Um, I think we need to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners who got married. I think that that warrants a shout out. Jake and Jen. What's up? Hope you enjoyed Europe. I was going to, I thought you were going to say, hope you enjoyed your wedding and our gift to them. Yes. You don't even remember. Got the last couple things on the registry. Uh, yeah. Shout out. Mm -hmm. Congrats. It was a good wedding. All right. Moving on. That's the length of the shadow. Unless you pay us, that's the length of the shadow. Um, one of my bad news was going to be tangentially related, though, which was, like, how sad the TV cycle is nowadays. Okay. And I know I've mentioned this probably in other autumns of our podcast, mm-hmm. but, like, one of the good things about being stuck going back to school or college was knowing that TV's you had... TV's coming back. TV is coming back. We don't even have a DVR anymore, so we can't even... Apparently, it started recording shows even though we don't have a DVR. Did it? It recorded Saturday Night Live, which I promptly deleted. Did it record Single Parents for us? No, it, re- it recorded Good Place, but they're all on, on demand we anyways. We watched The Good Place live the other day. It was yeah. very uncomfortable. It was nice, though, because Hulu gives you recycled commercials all the time, and I was like, ooh... I haven't even seen some of these Who commercials. Who ever thought that we'd be like, ooh, new commercials, and that would be so exciting. We've been watching too many Hulu shows, mm. and Hulu has just the same commercial. If I see that ahead, David, Bowie David Bowie commercial. I know that whole song. It's the most David I Bowie I only know the heard. 30 seconds, though. I want the rest There's of the song. There's a storm on waiting in the night. Um, Macy's, your fragrance destination. Um, so yes, other than Good Place and Single Parents, I don't think there's anything else we would even get on, on demand. Oh, did you see the new Mike Schur show? Not interested in it. Uh, it's like, uh, Cal Penn. 
Right. It's like a degree separated. It's not. It's like from a Mike Schur producer or something. Oh. Or he's the producer, but he's not like he's like the, the exact producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing some money at it. Yeah. It did Caught not the last thirty seconds of the weird church choir uh, glee slash. There's some good things about it, but it did yeah. not do it for me. Yeah. Also, there's the new Ryan Murphy one on Netflix mm. that I saw. I watched the trailer for um, on Netflix, and it looks like a hot mess of a show, but I'm a little bit intrigued. Mm-hmm. And I read a review today about it, and it was like, it's a hot mess of a show, but it's a little bit interesting. Seems on brand. So, we'll see. I may give it a watch next time. I'm like, what should I watch? Right now, I'm just like passively going back to watching Supernatural. Supernatural yeah. I don't love Supernatural, Heather. Um, it is... Well, I mean, I do, technically, but... It is, um... It, that makes it seem like you don't like me when I'm a werewolf or something. Supernatural, <laughs> Yeah, Heather. that's true. Um, it's, an, it's a show that I don't have to think about what I want to watch, because I'm just in the middle of it, and it, yeah. it has, like, enough, um, how do you call it, like, long arc things yeah. to keep you wanting to watch the next one, even though it's really Monster of the Weeky. Right. It's kind of like Buffy. Like, there's, right. like, a overall arc of, like, it's the world is ending, it, yeah. but then there's, like, a specific monster to kill that week. So... It's been fine. It's a good just like in the morning show when I'm not really awake and I'll just put on a TV show for a little bit. Now we've been going to sleep around like 8 o'clock regularly so this won't be an issue but one of your jobs this fall is to make sure I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Okay. Because... I already watched one clip from last night's. I forget. Like a clip's okay but I used to put it on on Saturday night just be like maybe it's going to be funny this week. And it's just, yeah, if there's one good clip, that's fine, but let other people curate it for you. I prefer my Saturday Night Live in, like, small YouTube clips I forget or the first, Twitter clips. first thing that happened in the Emmys that really pissed me off. But then the fact that Saturday Night Live won. I was like, I'm never watching that show, and I'm never watching the Emmys again. There was no host, and I just was so neutral to that. I mm. did not care. They, like, made a thing about there not being a host and made a lot of jokes, and I didn't yeah. even honestly notice that there wasn't a host, other than the intro was really bad. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm usually, like, the presenters more anyways, but... Yeah, you don't need a host, but you do need, like, someone with some stand-up uh, skills to just kick off the show and make fun of the people that are yeah, there. Like, that's worth tuning in for. have a good comedian just to do an intro, but don't expect them to, like, do this weird MC Introduce people who are going to introduce other people. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be a better hmm. way. How many was like the 79th Emmys Awards or something? Mm -hmm. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. So was that one of your newses officially? Pretty much, yeah. Do you want me to go into a news? Not really. I was going to keep going. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for asking, though. Yeah. So considerate of me. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, well, we need to talk about the U.S. Open before it gets too much longer. We're like a month overdue now. Tennis. The sport. I don't even remember who won. Yeah. That would be a good question for you. Who won? Women's side? Uh, then... <laughs> think about the parents, think about the players' box, think about the memes, think about the memes. Was it, was it, no, it was the Russian, no, um, Gabrielle. No. With the, the mom. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Bianca's the first name. Bianca Atreescu. <laughs> pretty close, yeah, Andreescu. I was close. You were pretty close. She's like, uh, Ukrainian but Canadian? Uh, right. Fake Canadian, yeah. Canadian by citizenship. She lives yeah. in Canada, but yeah. she, like, her parents' nationality-wise are, like, from the Ukraine or That's something, right, right? yeah. From Eastern Europe? Yeah. Not allowed to mention Ukraine. 
that's why it's on my mind. Where is she actually from? So Russia? we had talked about before the U.S. Open started on the podcast, I think, about... Oh, because Serena just did terribly. Now I remember. Markle. Markle flew in. Yeah. Well, the men's one was mm. good, though, because it was my new favorite and my old favorite. Correct. This this tournament was made for you. I was bored by a lot of the tournament, pretty much until the two finals. Um, and I'm the always me- bored, so that's mm. not really a helpful... You're so nice. Um, the men's final was, like, on the verge of being boring, but your boy, Daniel, fought back, at least. He did. Yeah. That was a good match. Yeah. And he earned it. I told you you should have bet on him in Vegas. You would have got something. Hmm. Are you going to talk about how Coco Golf made you cry? That was on um, one of my good news. Look at this segueing. Naomi and Coco. Yeah. How they had a moment. Yeah. Well, Naomi beat Coco. Pretty, Crushed her. Sing pretty handedly. Crushed her. A handedly. bagel and a breadstick, I believe. Beat backhandedly. <laughs> bagel and a breadstick. That's a tennis joke, and you missed it. Backhanded compliment. Don't say single handedly. Would be forehandedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Naomi had Coco share her post-game interview mm-hmm. so that she could, uh, like, say her piece and talk to the crowd and stuff. And Coco originally said no, and Naomi, like, convinced her that she should come and share the interview. Because she said, otherwise you're going to go cry in the shower. Yeah, and it was really nice. And, like, she, like, gave a lot That's of props to moment. Coco and um, kind of pointed out the two of them have similar trajectories and similar backgrounds and how their parents... Uh, sacrificed a lot to get them there and mm-hmm. it was a nice moment and Coco did cry a lot but yeah. it was I'm sure it was not how she wanted the game to go but it was a nice moment Match, between yeah. the two characters characters um, <laughs> players players that's the, the two players that's the word and it was also really cool to see two American players of color mm-hmm. that are not the Williams sisters correct like they the paved legacy. the way but yeah like the legacy they don't they have created. to stick around forever well, and it just doesn't have to be, it's not just the two of them. It will hopefully sure. be a change your, in the sport that token, it's going to be more diverse. Did you notice Coco's yeah. kit, her dress? Don't remember. It was um, like art of tennis courts, but they were so like narrowly lined up that it looked like just like a zigzag pattern kind of. But when you zoomed in, it was tennis courts. It was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. What company made that? Nike, I think. Did she actually get her own... Mm, she's getting paid, I think. Yeah, cool. She's taking home dough. Go for her, Coco. Um, now I guess you can go. My other news, this is like from the last time we podcasted a month ago, but yeah. remember I was talking about Epcot and I was pretty upset about it. Oh, you were devastated. <sighs> I have to take it back a little bit. Oh, did you have some fake news? Um, no, that part was correct. I'm still a little bit upset about, um, what was it, like Moana and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. However... They've also announced <gasps> that in the England part, they'll be adding some Mary Poppins stuff. Uh-huh. They'll be adding Cherry Tree Lane. It's like a cannon on top of a building. Yeah. And mm. then in the French part, they'll be adding a Ratatouille-themed mm. thing. So that made me feel a little bit better that it was not all just like recent superhero garbage they're going to jump in. Yeah. That they were going to do some classic stuff in like the French and England ones Mm -hmm. I still think it's going to lose a little bit of its charm when you characterize all of it like Disneyify all of it like if the thing that I liked about Epcot was that it wasn't super charactery yeah so I still think it ruins it a little bit if you can like go meet Mary Poppins in England but at least they're like shouting out some more classic or some older movies to fit in as well and they're not just going to like take it over with brand new 
stuff. Um, How come you also, haven't forced us to go to Star Wars World yet? You don't want to get inside sometime. the Millennium Falcon? You're the one who told me I wasn't allowed to, to buy, buy any Star Wars paraphernalia very, for the baby. very strong feelings about baby clothes. Very cute Star Wars collections right now, especially the Gap collection for baby clothes. If any listeners want to buy us a Star no. Wars outfit for the no. baby, I will accept it. I we am will, not with allowed, receipts. I am not allowed to buy it. No, we're not going to force any pop culture interests on the baby. Except. What? We already have like eight Harry Potter outfits. Yeah. I let that one slide. That was the first outfit that you let me buy was the Harry Potter one that was at Target because it was on clearance and it was really cute. Book themed, I'd be closer to to giving in. More than that, though, is the giving words to a baby that can't speak. You hate- I love my mommy. You, no, you, she, like, he hasn't the, decided, he or she hasn't decided yet. The one that's like Milk Monster. Oh. You hate those ones. Yeah. I think that refers to milk. Any puns? <laughs> You no really pun clothing. Struggle. No pun clothing. Anything with the brontosaurus? Nope. They're not real. Nope. Not a lot science, of science told you they were. You don't like science you don't like dogs you. very much. We no. got one dog outfit from a dog. <laughs> That's fair enough. And that is the only dog outfit you've allowed me to put on the registry. Yeah. It's no Star Wars, I guess. No. Unless someone no what's next um that was my good news is mm-hmm. should i go to bad news is i had one other good news okay um the what do they call cg project red they have announced that in addition to their new game coming out uh this year i think they're going to continue to make witcher uh sequels as well Yay. need a new game have i need a new game apex uh jake and and justin and those folks they play it religiously. It's like the Xbox, new Fortnite. I think. Oh yeah, Fortnite's yeah. That's the why kid, when I asked you, play if, a lot of Fortnite. If your kids still play, the but. kids still every single time on Mondays, they've guilted me into being like, "How's your weekend, kids?" Every Monday, even uh-huh. though I'm not really like that kind of teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me sound really mean. I just am not like, "Let's go around and I'll share one thing." That's like very elementary school. Whereas yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit more of a middle school teacher. Where I'm like, "All right, science class, let's go." Yeah. Um. But the kids were like, we used to do it last year, and we really liked sharing about our weekends. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, fine. Except then they all go, so Friday I got home from school, and the first thing I did was I had a snack, and then I checked on Fortnite, but nobody was on yet, so then I had to go have another snack, and then I checked on Snapchat, and then I went to Fortnite, and then Jalen was on, but then Ari wasn't home yet because he had basketball practice, so we had to wait until Ari got home. And they narrate their entire weekend. They narrate their entire weekend, and fantastic. a lot of it is Fortnite. I'm talking about how many kills they had. And yeah. And yeah, but then some of them were talking about Apex, and I didn't know yeah. what Apex was. Yeah, I, I think it's it Xbox. Um, yeah. Anyways, you do need a new game. You've been back into Crash Bandicoot mm, like against it's never your will, a good kind sign. Of. The third, this third one in the series, they jump the shark. Literally, you jump over sharks. Yeah, with a bazooka. They're like, we have like a physics. Um, model down pat so let's try let's to change the scenery and see how it works um i i'm pretty to, good at that game though i need you are i was crap at it the whole time mm. i need to get back into subnautica excuse me subnautica yep your I guy just, is drowning down there i'm just a little stuck because i started to build my habitat mm-hmm. but i've kind of lost track of which of like the emergency you can be- eat no, which of, like, the emergency beacons I've yeah, already gone to you visit. Haven't... And there's not really a good log for, like, which ones I've already been to. Like, it mm. tells me the log of them, but it doesn't... I think we're missing something in the menus. I think 
I just need to figure out how to make a beacon and put it down places so I remember how to get different places and which mm -hmm. places I've been. I also think I'm supposed to go back in that big fucking ship. Mm -hmm. But it's very scary when I go over there because everything's on fire. Jake the groom has finished Subnautica, so maybe he can so call into the tips. show. I just feel like for a while you're like finding new pieces and building yeah. new things and like um, getting new like... Um, blueprints for things mm -hmm. and there's all these emergency beacons and you're like exploring different areas and now we can build the habitat so we yeah. to build the habitat but now I'm like there's not really a clear like next you should find this or like here's the next thing you have to discover mm -hmm. I'm a little bit stuck until the next thing happens so okay help me out Jake um anything did, else that my, did I, I didn't do bad news this yet you're up um, batter up. Oh, the Minnesota Twins made the playoffs. That's good news. Oh, yeah, that can be good news. They're going to probably play the Yankees, I think, so Ooh. we have extra reason My to dad told me he was cheering for the Twins. He hopes they go all the way because he hates all the other teams that are in it. Yeah, the Astros Cleveland's are so boring now. Astros Cleveland got knocked out. Yankees and... Rays and the A's Rays. will play in the playoff to uh, the wild card playoff, I should say. Should be interesting. Yeah. My dad wants the Twins to win. Not even because of us, just because he hates all the other teams. Okay. Um... My bad news is I just realized looking at them that they could just be summed up by, like, white people are the worst. Hmm. Um, white ladies and white men. No okay. No, no discrimination there, yeah. Um, there was a teacher who was fired for threatening to deport her students, mm -hmm. which is horrifying to me. Like, she tried to call, like, Homeland Security, like, on some of her students who were undocumented or questionably documented or whatever. Um, basically, just, like, racist teacher. At least she got fired, but... Coming from someone, other things to worry about. Coming from someone who teaches at a school where some of the kids have rough home lives or questionable things happening at home, like, I cannot imagine being like, that kid seems like they have a tough life. Mm -hmm. Let me call and try and get them deported. Are you fucking kidding me? Just be grateful that they're in school when they're in school. Just be happy that they're in school and try to make their life easier. Why the fuck would you want to make your students' lives harder? Why did you become a teacher if that's what you're going to do? <laughs> yeah, it seems like a Don't guidance understand. counselor should have put an end to that. Um... There was, there's been a lot of, like, cutting black people's dreads off stories mm -hmm. recently, which is really horrifying. One of them was, like, NFL-sponsored, like, clean-up-the-streets kind of program, and it was a white woman, like, cutting dreads off, like, black teenagers. Hmm. Which, Did not hear about that one. That, what the fuck? Hmm. Uh, the problem is people who discriminate against different types of hairstyles. The problem is not people who have dreads. And Correct. then another girl got bullied at a school and like some white students like cut her dreads off. Mm -hmm. Horrifying. Um, Thomas Middleditch, ew. That's literally my notes. Yeah. Unfortunately, click this headline should not have. Yeah. This is what happens when you click the headlines. This honey. is what happens. Uh, just, I don't even want to repeat it. Was it like just, a PR piece for him or what was the point of I it? I forget. No, it was just an interview and they were asking about like his... In like one of those his, sex magazines though, right? Maybe. Like, hmm. I don't know. It was asking about like his marriage and his relationship and he kind of revealed that he, once he and his wife got married, he like forced her basically to have an open relationship and like mm -hmm. do weird swingy stuff and, and made it basically seem like he's like some sex addict, sex crazy maniac. Right. She doesn't that. really enjoy it, but she knows that for me to enjoy myself, we have to do this. And there was one comment about like, I'm like a horny little monster that needs to get out, let out of its cage or something like that. Mm. And I just, I just threw up a little just saying that, <laughs> especially in relation to Thomas Middleditch. He's disgusting. Yeah. How many people 
are like that guy. I don't care if he's married. I got to get with him. I don't understand. I also think that it's a little him getting like a big head from going, being famous. Mm -hmm. Because there's no fucking way people were like five years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To like get Get in those pants. So I think it must be a little bit of like he met his wife before he was famous. And now he's like, other people want to sleep with me. Yeah. I have to figure out a way to make this happen because I was a virgin until I was 30. Los Angeles must be weird. I don't know. So he's disgusting and it's very, it seemed very like not super consensual the Mm -hmm. way that he was explaining it. So I feel bad for his wife. Also, she should probably leave him. She can do better. Um, Those are the hot takes you were waiting for. The last thing that makes me very angry, Mm -hmm. there was some sort of, I don't know how, how, um, I don't know where this this study came from or okay. what the statistic came from because I know yeah. you're always like don't believe everything you see on Twitter uh-huh. however there was some sort of study I saw or statistic or poll or something okay 40% of Republicans think that women yeah. get their periods on the first of the month okay that's just like every first of the month you just get your period 40% of Republicans not Republican men Republicans that can't be accurate. Maybe it was Republican men. Uh-huh. It, ha- it had to do with, like, one of the um, women's reproductive rights kind of talks. Sure. But that 40%, maybe it was Republican men, think that women get their periods the first of every month, and that's how their cycles work. Wow. You know that that's not correct, right? Yes. Like, I hope that you would, like, kind of in detail know that. Over the yeah. past couple years. Otherwise, conception, otherwise, uh, due dates would always be accurate. Yeah, and mm-hmm. due dates would always be like <laughs> every baby babies would always be would born. Always be born, like the first of the month. That would be like awesome. The... That would be awesome. Yeah. So that's bullshit. People should not be making laws about things that they're not educated on. Also, scientific literacy, please. Like, I think that most of my middle schoolers would know that that's not true. They have health class, uh-huh. and I've also answered a lot of awkward questions. To many middle schoolers in the past year and a bit as a science teacher, I think more than that of my students would know that that's not true. Good for them. We need comprehensive sex ed in this country. Noted. We'll get right on that. Okay. What are we jumping into? I guess we're going to save your monologue for another day. We're already pretty deep in. Yeah. Save it. You got two things that you're saving for an episode that's never going to happen. Rainbow. Oh, well, this would be... Maybe we could do that when we talk about... Hmm, 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 something. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll save that. Okay. Do you want to read Wayward Son? Probably not. Okay. Sidebar over. Um, I think we should talk about Stranger Things 3. Okay. Mer. Um. So, yeah. So, Stranger Things 3. Yep. Uh, you did not want to watch this. No, and I think I was justified in reading some internet stuff. Like, Stranger Things 2 is now considered to be, like, a failure. I think a we were... step backwards. I think we were both justified. Uh-huh. I think there were some interesting things that made it worth watching this one. No, I'm saying I think my um, mindset going in your was hes- justified. Got it. Your hes- hesitance came yeah. from the second season, which was a bit Correct. of a flop. Yeah. Got it. Remember when she went to Chicago and met yeah, there her was some urban episodes, her urban crew, mm. her, and then thing up with her mom. Yeah, kind of. I kind of blocked out most of that season. I think because it wasn't yeah. very good. This season was 
slightly more cohesive. But uneven in the in terms of like the acting and the but the way they split up the episodes in terms of the different groups and which group you were following. Yeah. A little bit uneven. And it kind of gave you the feeling like it was almost like Arrested Development where all the actors weren't available at the same time. So like they went off and shot their scenes. It felt and... very forced that they were separated. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and some, I felt like that in season two a little bit too. It was like they just rolled the dice that day of which group cast members were yeah. going to be teamed Foils up together or whatever yeah or like like what groups they would have them be yeah, in like gotcha they picked out names out of a hat of like these the next scene right. will be there's a pretty Dustin. big cast yeah exactly what's his face and what's her face yeah um so yeah i was actually pretty into it while we were watching like each day normally i'm like uh what's the show i least want to not watch yeah but in this one i was like yeah let's watch another one let's watch another one and when there's only there's only like eight i think yeah it's like a week I also think that they actually fix some things. I don't always love internet culture uh, or the current internet culture in which like it's super critique immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes creators have this either completely ignore it or read all of it and try to fix too much shit. I think problems. that's what The Good Place is, is uh, one of its I negatives. I feel is. like Glee struggled with that a lot too of... of either taking into account too much of what the fans wanted mm -hmm. or ignoring it and being like, fuck the fans, this is my show, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Like, I think creators, it's a, it must be hard to mm. find uh, kind of an in-between where, like, you can see the valid critiques of your show and how to make it better, but you don't try and fix everything or block everything out. Right. And I it's think it's harder with the weekly release than with the binge dump. True. Mm. Um, but I think that they did... There were some things that people critiqued, for example, the, like, sh interactions between the girls on the show of season two, mm -hmm. um, that were very weird and obviously written by a man. Uh, I think they fixed that. One of some of my favorite things about this season were the Max and Eleven, like, friendship. Yeah. Um, and, like, the fun scene of them at the mall shopping and, like, that Eleven just cool, getting yeah. to be, like, a normal girl and get, like, a... The 90s mall experience was very funny. Yeah. Or 80s or whatever it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, so I liked that they fixed some of that. And saw that as a valid criticism of the second season. Mm -hmm. That at the very least they didn't put enough in of female friendships. It was very male friendship oriented. Yeah. Um, and at the worst they had them like weirdly jealous and awkward around each other. So I liked that they did some positive female friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they didn't make the whole season about Eleven and Mike kissing, because that, like, I, I saw enough of that within two seconds, I was like, that's kind of gross, they're babies. Yeah. Um, some of my least favorite things. Well, yeah, I think we should, uh, we should categorize them. So, okay. <sighs> where do you start? You have the mall, the mall group. You guys started well, a little bit earlier. Okay. So... If people haven't seen it, the mm. plot won't make any sense. True. So there's some sort of plot about Russians doing more experimenting, and it involves them all. Yeah. And at the very beginning, once again, Winona Ryder is the only one who notices anything wrong. Yeah. And once again, Magnetism. no one listens to her. Um, and then you have Hopper being a dick to everyone. Oh, we'll all get back the time. to that. We'll get back to that all the time. So they're in kind of their own narrative arc. So Hopper and um, 
Joyce. Joyce. Yeah. End up kind of in their own arc. And you get to see uh, Samwise like eaten like three times, I think. So many times. Um, they must have contracted him for two seasons. Um, <laughs> and then you have Dustin ends right. up getting involved. He comes back from summer camp talking of an imaginary girlfriend. And then none of the other, the other kids like have time for him basically. Yeah, I forget why. He just really like, is committed to like getting his radio set up, and they and, both have girlfriends. And the other, the other two, ones yeah. like have girlfriends and have things to do. Yeah. So he ends up thrown in with Steve, of course. Steve, their best buds. Steve and Steve's new friend Robin, Robin at the ice cream shop. Yeah. So he ends up thrown in with the two of them, and kind of inexplicably, um, what's his face's little sister? Uh, Lucas's sister Lucas's Erica, little sister. who is like definitely the comedic like. She's supposed to be the comedic. Relief. Yeah, she but didn't it was really like do it for me. Her lines were funny, and and I think she seems like a really good young act- actress. But it was just a little too extra for me, maybe. I also just struggled with like the tokenness mm-hmm. of it. Like, let's throw in a, a little sassy, sassy black girl, yeah. and she'll be funny. Smarter than you think she I is. I struggled with. With that aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's the 80s, though. They weren't... That's the thing about this show, is they can always go, well, we're trying to do the 80s. Black people existed in the 80s. Yeah, I'm just saying, but they're trying to say this I is I just how... feel like I wish, in this day and age, like, some of her jokes had been a little bit more self-aware. Hmm. Or if it was, it was a little less, like, tokeny. Hmm. Whatever. Um, and then you had the other... Then you had, um... What's-her-face? Older sister? What's her name? Nancy? Older sister, yeah, Nancy, Nancy and, uh, and Jonathan. Jonathan doing this like reporting. Yeah, we think we have an internship, but or a job. I don't understand. Yeah, this reporting thing where she was like sexism in the workplace. Yeah, um, and then you had the boys. Have, oh, I think you have to say Billy, lifeguard oh, Billy. Then you have Billy, like off on his own, being possessed. And Heather. And Heather, and then you Rest have the girls. Yep. That are on their own for a little bit, and then they end up back together with. The boys and like a crew. <clears throat> yeah. So it all converges around the mall. I love the setting of the show. You, okay. What? Have you ever said you loved blank about Stranger Things? No. Like I don't even have like a lot of nostalgia for mall for malls because I wasn't a mall kid because I was a husky kid. No, you shopped at Sears and just tried got... to shop at Sears. Couldn't find any Janko Janes that came in husky. Didn't make them. They're fucking as large as can be, but the waistline. Is made for a little ballerina. I don't think ballerinas for my coaching. <laughs> um, so no, I did not go traipsing around mall food courts. I just went for the free General Tso's chicken that they were giving out on toothpicks. Mm, pretzels. Um, but I thought that was a cool setting. Like I don't even know how they did that. How they like made an old school mall. I assume so there was a lot of green screens malls. or something. Yeah, they must have bought one in like. I don't know how they did it, but, um, I don't know. I just love that, how, like, there were different stores and different stories happening within it, and then how everything sort of converged there. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It gave it, um, it made it seem cohesive, even though there was a bunch of different groups and stories and everything, but everything connected back to them all. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a clever way to make the story seem connected, even though sometimes they were very separate. Yeah. Um, didn't give a shit about Hopper. Okay, he so was, let's talk about he this. He was a like bit. the worst stepdad. Yep. He was the worst kind of adult uh, crush. Yeah, he was a um 
I don't even know what you want to call it. Infatuated adults. Yeah. Uh, he was the worst at that. He was the worst cop. He was constantly Terrible. just going places on his own or bringing civilians with him to places. He can't fire a gun. He can't fight. He just got the shit kicked out of him the entire <laughs> show. Be like, I got this. And then he's just getting beat up. Yeah. I just felt like the show was operating on the trust that you were like all in on hop on good guy Hopper. And I didn't remember oh, that man. from previous seasons and the way he... He, like, blamed Joyce for his issues. He blamed Mike. He blamed Joyce. He blamed everyone else for all of his, like, traumatic issues that he was having. Um, He just did not do it for me this season. He got worse and worse and worse. And, like, his short temper and just dumb, impulsive, irrational decisions. Like, I didn't... I was not rooting for him. I'm not a good critique of actors and actresses, but he just shouted all of his lines at people. Which I'm sure is how it was written in the script. But I was like, I don't even want to see this guy on screen. Like My he's, first note was, ugh. why did they make Hopper the worst? And mm. then like three lines later, I have Hopper is the worst. He's so bad at fighting. Right. He started like the first season as like a somewhat lovable like parody of a cop caricature yeah. kind of. I also, um, um, it's also frustrating to me on shows like this when like the same like, they don't learn. Like, yeah. the same characters are nobody believes. And, like, nobody believed Joyce. Even yeah. though for two fucking seasons, she's been the only this one that time, can This time, she really together. doesn't know what she's Nobody, like, thinks the kids can handle anything, even though the kids are the ones, are the ones that have saved them two seasons in a row. Yeah. It's like, at this point, can't you just give, like, a little benefit of the doubt to some of these people that have been saving your mm-hmm. asses? Like, I know that end up, ends up being the whole plot of the show, but it's frustrating to me when there's, like, no character growth just for the sake of the plot. Well said. The other big acting issue would be the kid who plays Will. I don't think they had anything for him to do because he wasn't in, he wasn't dying this season. Poor Will. He got nothing this season. That was one of my notes. Yeah, and the kid just seemed like he was struggling with his one-off lines clinging to his Dungeons and Dragons. They didn't give him anything. It was like, just be vaguely forlorn in all of these scenes. Right. Really wish that everybody was young. Like, he sort of had some sexual confusion hidden somewhere in him. But, but yeah, he was yeah. just like, guys, can't we go back to what it used to be like? Yeah. And he, that was all he had. He, like, had nothing. Um, you didn't like the carnival, though, set. I didn't? I thought you said you didn't like it. Well, we didn't like Terminator, Russian Terminator. Oh, yeah. With the funhouse and that whole part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just... It it was all felt really cliche once they yeah. got there. I was like, oh, let me guess. They're going to go into the House of Mirrors. The mirrors, yeah. Like, that's... I get that they try to play on these tropes, but yeah, the big bad in this season, like, did he even speak at any point? I forget. Kind of. He kind of grunted. I didn't really care about the the mayor was confusing because you couldn't really tell how much he was implicated. Never really understood why the Russians would need to go through such hoops when they had built an underground laboratory. Like, it seemed like they could have just built their own entrance as well and kind of not had to worry about the whole mall the stuff mall, and the secret yeah. deliveries and stuff yeah. and the secret elevators. And the connection to the storage room across from the ice cream place. So yeah, it was interesting that the that there was like some money shenanigans happening between the mayor and potentially Russia. But, but they then, also kind of just dropped that really quickly. They yeah. did a few they did a few things where they didn't really carry the plot all the way through. Like there was Mrs. Walker at the very beginning. Yeah. And then in the middle, she gives this... Wheeler, this, I Yeah, sorry, yeah. Mrs. Wheeler. She She's in the beginning with Billy before right. he goes insane. Right, that she... Yeah. And then she, like, comes in to give a you-can-do-it speech to Nancy one yeah. time. Yeah. 
with absolutely no backing of why she had those feelings or those experiences, and then she's mm. just gone again. Yeah. Uh, like, it's either it either make the parents real characters or just pretend they have no parents again. Yeah. Like, don't do this halfway thing with the parents. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, like, they, they do have some, like, patterns or tropes. Oh, yeah. Like, I think the first three or four episodes ended with... They were there and they missed it. The good guys almost caught them. Yeah. They were there just in time, but then they left and then the rat exploded. Yeah. Or they were right there at the mall, but then they walked away and didn't see. Like they, they My did favorite a lot is of... Eleven's really tired or extra bloody nose, but oh, she does it one more time. She's yeah. able to fling this thing across the room. <laughs> um, we also have been watching a lot of things with, with captions on because we're elderly now. Uh-huh. Um, and ominous synth music, I would oh, yeah. say, was the... Oh, I forgot about the music and how annoying that was. Ominous synth music and just really obvious with some of the music choices like, they Like, as picked. if they were trying to, like, sell a soundtrack, which I don't think people do anymore, but, like, the way they had, like, 12, like, pop... I don't know if they were pop songs back then, but, like, popular songs. Just, like, 30-second clips and then move into the scene and then a clip and then a scene. Yeah. they That wasn't the best. The sound mixing or the... Mm sound editing or whatever was not they won't win an emmy they won't look at that <laughs> connection back um this episode's so cohesive what else did you have any other mm. comments um i think in terms of characters i was most invested in would probably be steve yes just because i think in terms of long I liked arcs robin. right so i liked the steve and rob i was steve watching for the steve and robin dynamic arc. yeah dynamic. i just hated how they Close that one off with Robin. Why? The toilet scene and her her reveal. reveal. Not buying it. I bought it. Mm. I don't know. I, okay. liked, I liked them, though. I, I definitely was watching for them. I didn't really care as much about, like, oh, Eleven and what's you his face? You really hated um, Dustin when he came on screen. You were like, I'm so sick of this guy with this last name, and he thinks he can sing... All well, these musicals, just because he I was just, in... Blah, 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 blah. I just feel like... I just picture him going into every, like, uh, rehearsal being like, did you guys know that I'm Broadway trained? <laughs> like, because they made him sing at the end, and the way he, like, pronounces his lines and makes his entrances, like, yeah. I just feel like he, he takes himself really seriously as an actor yeah. at age fucking 11 or whatever. Still, I think Lucas is my favorite kid actor on the show. They didn't give him anything, though, this season. No, just some girl They gave problems. him a little bit of, like, dumb boy. First relationship. First relationship yeah. things. But they didn't give him enough. I want, like, him and Will... Yeah. Are they doing another season of this? I assume so. I hope him and Will have more of an interesting story next yeah. time because I know Will got plenty in seasons one and two, but Lucas, his sister, got more screen time than he did. This is true. Millie Bobby Brown is like like a legit actress now, right? I think, I think so. she's still a very good actress. I think it was kind of just a tricky situation for her because she had to play a little bit more of a normal person but still cling to the... I'm weird and... Running through puddles Don't girl. use pronouns or whatever. Yeah, and sometimes it felt a little bit like of a parody of her where she was just like, I'm still not positive about English yet. I feel like that was more the script than anything, yeah, though. Like, I probably. feel like the... I feel like she did a good did job with what she, she had, but yeah, I feel like the script... I feel like the writers probably forgot sometimes that she was supposed to be strange, and then they'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, we need to remind them that she only ate, she only ate Eggos for yeah. two months or something. But I liked her, and I liked that Max had a little bit more of a mm-hmm. storyline this time, too. Yep. That's some good analysis by us, considering we watched <laughs> it a month and a half ago. 
I had notes. That's helpful. I remember when I used to keep notes for the podcast. <laughs> um, Those were the days. My only other note was that Hawkins is basically either Gotham or Sunnydale at this point. And just that was get the a fuck funny out. comment by you. Get the fuck out. Which some of them do at the end. Yeah. True. Um, I couldn't even tell you how it ended. I assume they killed the bad guys. The bad things. Uh, well, someone is presumed dead. Oh, yeah. But he's definitely not if there's no. another season. And then Max is, has no guardian. She's like an orphan. Was she Correct. living with her brother? What happened yeah. with that? Yeah. And then... Um, Joyce leaves. Eleven goes with them? Goes with Joyce and not Mike, right? Right. Unclear why. I guess Joyce is just the mother figure. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Uh, we haven't done a podcast in so long, we forgot the most critical step. Our ad? Yeah. I remembered. I just thought we'd do it closer to the book. <sighs> that's that's smart. Book digits. B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. Dot com. Go onto our website. Make a free account if you don't already have one. And I just got a new laptop at work, so I had to reinstall everything. And I was like, oh, you know what I'm missing? I'm miss missing, I forget what it's called, the library extension. The Chrome extension. The, the library. library extension yeah. for Chrome and Firefox. With one click, you can reserve books at your library right from book digits. Mm -hmm. It'll tell you how many are in stock, how many are on the shelves. Yeah. Um, you can also double check who's like the all-time top reader. It's not important. Because um, at the moment, it's me. Mm -hmm. I'm in a pretty tight, I'm tight race. never going to get to Red Diamond. Tight race not with, get there. with Mishka right now. Yeah. Um, I'm at Red Diamond. Friend of the show, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Red Diamond. Wow. Conspiracy between you two. can join us. Join our club. You can mark your current book. You can mark books to read. Um, when your husband gets a book that you want to read out of the library and doesn't tell you about it, so it's not even like on the right place in your to-read list. Guess you what? Change that. Book Digits is a public website, so anyone can see my to-read list. And you could have seen it as high priority marked at library. Speaking of someone who didn't even upvote me to help me beat Mishker when I asked you to. I did that night. I did it without night. making a scene. That night. I got you there. I wasn't ahead of her for a while. It was like okay. hours. I'm done. In second place. I'm your solo podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, join Book Digits so you don't have to listen to us arguing about it. Mm -hmm. And you can see what the book of the week is. You can even suggest a book of the week. Normally we make people pay, but we'll give you the podcast discount if you have a suggestion for book of the week upcoming. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, and now we're going to talk about our book for this week. Because? The children love the books. So the Minus book, eight. The book we're reading. That's not happening at Greenway. Minus eight. It's almost time to be able to watch that movie again. That's our our Thanksgiving thing, right? Yeah, Thanksgiving night. We can mm -hmm. watch out. That's what I did with so my parents. So excited for our about time on New Year's. Is it going to be New Year's Day or New Year's, New Year's Eve? Eve. Until, our, until our kids get too cool to hang out on New Year's Eve, then we do it New Year's Day. Our kids just won't watch it anymore. We'll just watch it with them. No, the whole them. thing is they have to come home every year and watch it with us. Oh, that's not going to happen. What do you mean? No way. On New Year's Day, they'll watch it with us. Okay. You wouldn't do that with your family if you had a movie ritual? We'll see. Huh. <laughs> I thought it was New Year's Eve because we finally have given up on having a fun New Year's night out because we never Yeah, do. until we have a baby. Then we watch it with the baby all together. Well, that, we'll test it out this year. Yeah. Whatever. So the book that we're wa watching, the <laughs> book that we're talking about, is uh, from one of my favorite YA authors from from way back. Way back. Who's still producing content. Uh, Sarah Dessen. Woohoo! Her newest book called The Rest of the Story. This is probably, it's only the third one I've read. 
possibly. Hmm. Um, the previous one before this mm -hmm. was not my favorite. You've expressed that before. The one before that, St. Anything. Like that one. Really like that one. One of my mm -hmm. favorites, and that's one of the few that you've read. Mm -hmm. This one, back up there for me. I yeah. really liked this one. It She's was... Back at her craft. The perfect summer book. It was... I think she does a little better nowadays when she has something a little bit unique and maybe a little dark with her story. Mm -hmm. Because St. Anything was pretty dark for her it was pretty grief focused and yeah it wasn't really just like a straight rom-com mm -hmm. um and this one also had some darker more serious themes to it mm -hmm. mixed in with kind of the summer rom-com and the one before this was a little bit more of just a straight ya romance kind of thing uh -huh. i think she actually can handle more nuance at this point with all the books that she's written and i mm -hmm. think that I'm more in interested in her books when they're a little bit more serious because the sometimes they seem a little frivolous if they don't have a serious arc. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Uh, so this one I really liked. I thought she had a good balance between some of the more serious finding yourself themes with some like summer romance stuff. Sure. So do you want to give a summary? I'd love to. <laughs> you gave me a look of fear just then. Well, I have the book in front of me, so I'll know some names at least. The protagonist's name is, name is Emma. Mm -hmm. And that's like an immediate plot point. Correct. What her name is. What's her what, real name? That, like a very overt identity issue. Yeah, that yeah, that's very clear. Um, so her mother has passed. She was an addict. Um, and so she's passed away at the beginning of this book. Her father is has just gotten remarried. It opens mm -hmm. on the wedding, I believe. Um, and she comes from like a pretty kind of upper class background, like even affluent, with affluent. Yeah, even with the mother's issues, well like the dad's a dentist and the grandma is loaded. So dad's mom is yeah loaded. Um, so at the beginning, the dad and the new mom, the new stepmom, are going off on their honeymoon. The grandma's getting her apartment renovated, and, and they're like, what are we going to do with our little girl? Who's 17? Uh, yeah, I think one year before college. Yeah. So, can I keep going? Sure. I was just wondering why you're smacking so much. Smacking? That's what the kids call it, smacking. Um, so, she's supposed to hang out with one of her friends, but then her friends has, has a family emergency, mm -hmm. so they're like, wow, we really don't know what to do with our daughter. And 17-year-old probably could, could have stayed at home by herself for two weeks. But I she doesn't drive like is one issue. I think it was like a issue. month. I think it was like a month. They oh, were a rich person like honeymoon. A European cruise or something. I think it was a month. So they have to come up with an idea. And someone stumbles upon the thought that she should go reconnect with some of her mother's family. Yes. Up at the lake. What state are we in? California? Carolina? Definitely not. It doesn't really matter. I think it's Carolina. One of the Carolinas. I'm pretty sure it's not. That's where Sarah Dustin's from, and she said that it has to do with her family that lives in the lake in North Carolina. So, anyways. Um, it's a vague lake. A vague lake, but you get there, and it's immediately... Johnny Tsunami style, which is when it hooked me. I should have known. I should. That's how I should have tried to get you to read the book. Yeah. Like it's Johnny. It's the summer version to, of Johnny Tsunami. You didn't have to force me to. Um, so there's like the 
upper class side of the lake for the rich white folks that yeah. want to stay at the fancy the resorts. Skies. And then there's like the lower the class. Urchins. Like, um, like stay in a, a shack, a lake shack. And, yeah. And, uh, swim off the dock kind of side. So it has that going for it. It also has like the dirty dancing, like bubble environment, which we've yes. talked about is like, makes me feel safe within a book. That, like, all the events are going to happen here, and the characters are all going to be moving around within this bubble. Here is your setting. Here are your two yes. settings. Yep. And here's your two sides, and here are the good guys and the bad guys. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like Dirty Dancing mixed with Johnny Tsunami. Two of your favorite things. You're welcome. I should have known that you would have liked welcome. this. You're uh, welcome. So, she kind, thank of, you. she kind of instantly gets pulled into this drama because she... It's her family, her mom's her family, family, her extended kind of, family, yeah. that owns the kind of natural resort, the poor, more rundown. Yeah, the rundown. You know how much I hate maps in the front of books? Mm -hmm. I wish every book would have a family tree at the beginning. Really? I love that. I skip the family trees always. But that's something I would refer to. I would never be like, oh, I have to go back to the map. I'd be like, yes, you let me... picture the map. You don't picture things when you read. No, this is no, the problem no. is you that read be, words when you read. That would be I picture crazy. Things. This is why maps help me because I can picture things. And this is why family trees don't help me mm. because the names don't really... People don't actually grow on trees. The names don't <laughs> Thanks for that. So um, yeah, she's got like cousins and a grandma. And like, it's a little bit a... awkward because there's some family drama that she hasn't come back and they think yeah. that like she's kind of too good for them because mm -hmm. she doesn't come back and stay at the at the lake. Um, and... When really it's just that the dad has bad memories. The dad has bad memories. Bad things have happened at the lake. Yeah. The mom... The mom had some tough times at the lake. Mom's best friend died uh, when they were younger at the lake. Surprise. Um, but then you have her getting kind of pulled into the rich people side of it, especially uh -huh. when the grandmother comes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she is very much straddling both Which sides of this. Which one does she belong Which with? Which one does she belong with and who is she? Because they actually call her Sailor. Her middle name mm -hmm. is Sailor. And her mom and her mom's family always called her Sailor, whereas her dad... Doesn't um, like boats. Her dad calls her Emma. So even the name has like identity issues of who does she want to be. So maybe it's not as nuanced as I mentioned before. It is a little, <laughs> some of it is very obvious. But uh, the way that, the way that the story progresses and the way that she kind of ingrains herself and with her family and reconnects with her extended family and, mm -hmm. um, finds her place at the lake mm -hmm. and the place that she's comfortable, not where other people tell her she belongs, but like where she feels like she fits in and feels at home. I really liked that part of the story. I like a lake story mm -hmm. myself. You're a lake gal. Uh, Sarah Desmond has a lot of beach stories, which I enjoy, mm -hmm. but I resonate more with the lake stories. I'm more of a lake girl for sure. Um, and she kind of slow plays the romance here. Yes. Like the first time... The men appear on page. I knew who it was going to be. Yeah. But it's not like a, oh my God, that stud over there. Yeah. It's like it's... Oh, that guy with the gap in his teeth. He's kind of cool. And it is interesting. I like that. So that they uh, introduced the fact that she was there when she was really little, like when she mm -hmm. was four or five. Uh, so some of the people have some memories of her from before, but she doesn't really have the memories. So that's interesting too of figuring out who she just naturally connects with like the same people that she connected with when she was little mm -hmm. and trying to 
reconnect with some of the people that have some prejudice against her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a romance plot line, definitely a big identity and class kind of plot line. Yeah. There's definitely like an addiction yeah. undertone with the mom and um, substance abuse kind of stuff. There's some family drama and some family old wounds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Her characters always have like fun quirks too. Like this one's terrified of driving. So there's like a whole, a whole set of scenes like where she's forced to get in a car and all this stuff. And the boy interest works like 12 jobs, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but he's a little bit of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was fine with a not driving bit. Mm. I struggled a little bit with the way she wrote anxiety and OCD into the plot. Mm. Uh, she used that as a little bit of a crutch of just like a character quirk of when she gets nervous or upset. She like organizes things and, and puts things into their place, Mm -hmm. but then never really like. It was kind of just like, when she's happy with her extended family, she doesn't have to do that. <laughs> like, I didn't love the way that they portrayed anxiety. I see what you mean. That was like the one character flaw or, or quirk about the character that kind of bothered me of like, that. Ah, mm. maybe it wasn't handled as well as it could have been, especially in this like day and age with a lot of mental health stuff being a little bit less stigmatized, hopefully, or more talked about or taken more seriously. Like, yeah. I would say either downplay it more so it doesn't seem like an actual mental illness she needs help for or do the opposite and like get her some help for it. I felt like mm-hmm. it kind of was this in between where she brought it up enough that I was like concerned about the character. Yeah, but she had enough else going on that she didn't actually have time to devote yeah, to it. <laughs> so I kind of wish that had maybe been edited out. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was more of a plot line. And then it got the edited down, yeah. but then I wish it had been edited all the way out or down more. Hmm. I thought the, the level to which it was left made me a little Such a literary powerhouse over there. <sighs> that would be... That was my only critique of this book, though. I mean, it was a, a little bit... Um, a little bit like white girl cliche. There wasn't yeah. a ton of a ton of nuance with some modern There's actually a gay character, I think. Yeah, there was a gay character, which is pretty rare for her, right? She's... Yeah. I just was going to say she's not... Um, I think I gave it like an A instead of an A plus or an A minus instead of an A just mm-hmm. because it wasn't particularly fresh. Yeah. And like 2019 feeling. Like it could have been written like you referenced a movie from the 80s and a movie from the 90s right. that it was similar to. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like take on a ton of modern issues. Uh, that being said. That's okay. Not every book has to. That being said, not every mm-hmm. book has to. I really enjoyed it for what it was. It was well written. I liked the characters. I liked the whole identity arc, mm-hmm. which I think the whole point is that's kind of um, transcends time a little bit of yeah. who, especially as a teenager. Like, like, who am I? What is? How much does my family and my past dictate about my identity? How much do I have a choice in who I want to be moving forward? Yeah. Like a lot of those things are kind of timeless. I appreciate that about this book that you knew it was modern because they had cell phones. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you were ever to write, like, an accurate representation of, like, how teenagers use cell phones, that would be, like, a terrible book. It would just be, like, uh, Emma's looking at her phone today. Yeah. She's looking at her phone again. She woke up next to her phone. And here, like, it served, like, 
some value in terms of how characters got to one place or another or got in touch, but it wasn't like, then she went on Snapchat. Like she didn't try to be hip to, to, yeah. 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 The only thing I, the only other thing I could have done away with was the epilogue. There was an epilogue? Yeah. And I didn't think it was really necessary. Has there ever been a necessary epilogue? Mm -hmm. True. I could have probably just said there was an epilogue, period. Yeah. I think I remember what you mean. It's not even, like, really part of the book, because there's this big, bold section that says, turn the page for a bonus epilogue chapter. Is it just because I got the Barnes & Noble edition? Was I it meant to so. be, like, bullshit extra content? I think so. Because I had, there was, like, a sticker on it that was, like, mm. Barnes & Noble special edition. So I don't I, think she meant to include I that. I wonder if it was just a, um... An extra edition kind of thing, you know, how like they a try Taylor it. Swift bonus song. I was gonna say like the stupid eight thousand different covers. I didn't want to bring song. that up, honey. Oh my gosh! So many different covers to pick from, and all of them after I pre-ordered like a thousand years ago. Guess what? We don't have time to talk about Rainbow <sighs> Rowell today. Okay. <laughs> Next week. <sighs> Next week we'll do Rainbow. And Chris Child and you will actually just else. sit in our studio. You do a solo one. And I could probably. Yeah. You could just chime in and go, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, no, I'll just have that on a loop. And yeah, that's what that I mean. Idea. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, uh, are you ready to talk about upcoming stuff? Yeah, do I have you have nothing. any? None. I have so many. Lightning round, go. Okay. I'll keep, I'll time you. Uh, we might not be able to talk about Rainbow Rowell, but we are mm. going to talk about, very briefly, what was my favorite book of 2018? Last year? Yeah. Um, you didn't like it that much. I read it on a plane and I cried. Yeah, I know. Darius the Great is getting a sequel. You, yes. you talked about how much you hate how every book has to have a sequel. I know, but I'm really it's gonna excited ruin about it. this one. It might it's ruin it. It's going to ruin it, it so hard. It. It's called Darius the Great Deserved Better. I saw you retweet it and I was like, oh, is this a joke? I was like, oh, it's not a joke. I'm really excited about it. Oh, honey. I follow Adib Karam on Twitter and he's great. And he he's likes a big all the supporter of yours. I like. Oh my god, you're going to cry right now. And it's coming out next fall, a year from now. Wow. And I'm very excited about it. Um, another thing that I'm hmm. almost, uh, maybe more excited for, maybe what? equally excited for. What medium? A graphic novel, your new favorite. Yep, sign me up. What? You're really nice. Who is my favorite author? Uh, the, 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 the. Yeah, we've already talked about this, C.S. Picat. Nope. Mm. Tamara Pierce. Tamara Pierce. First uh -huh. test, Kel's story, oh. getting a graphic novel. No. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited about it. I put it in all caps in my notes. So it's like a retelling of it with pictures. Yeah. Nice. A graphic novel adaptation. Nice. That's one that would actually be a really cool graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Unlike like Handmaid's Tale. Like that's horrific. Why oh. is there a graphic novel of that? Oh. First test, such a cool graphic novel. So many cute animals. So many like little tiny people trying to be knights. It's going to be great. This is the Heather we need. We don't need Supernatural Heather. <laughs> we need Night Heather? Yeah. I made you watch a Night's Tale. We went, went to, to Renfest. Ren How did you think of your first Renaissance we, Festival? Yeah, we got time. Okay. I'm, I'm baffled by Renaissance <laughs> Festival culture. Okay, tell me. But at the same time, I'm very appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt both very human- and very alien at the same time. There's also a lot of um, temporal uh, yeah. in, in 
Accuracies. Inaccuracies. What's yeah. the word I'm thinking of? Anachronisms. Um, yeah, anachronisms. You were almost there. Right? Yeah. Like, out of time things. Right. Whereas, like, there are people dressed up from, like, Zelda and Lord of the Rings, but then also people in, like, traditional, like, Renaissance, like, right. medieval costumes. But no one seems to be, like, being judged for, like, not not fitting in correctly. Like, no. for a historical-based thing, you would think that the people there would be, like, very picky about... You have to do this, this, opposite. and this. You can wear like normal yeah. modern clothes. You can dress up as Harry Potter, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, when you watch something like the Emmys and you see all these quote unquote beautiful people talking about their rich careers and stuff. This is the opposite. This is like, let your freak flag fly. Right. And this is like. It's like you wear that weird crop top, even though you don't fit in it. Yeah. You do it. Right. And you eat that fried dough while you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's closer to like the human experience than anything Hollywood has produced. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, a weird combination of like a theme park. Yeah. And a state fair. Yeah. And a carnival. And a historical a reenactment. And a reenactment. Yeah. A very inaccurate historical reenactment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but mostly I was just left wondering like why, like I get why geeks love video games and comic books, I don't necessarily see the connection here of why... And I'm not sure there's a ton of... Like, yeah. I'm LARPing. Right. D&D and all that. But is it just pining for a, a more simpler time with wenches, or... I think it's like a fantasy. It, it feels like a lot of a fantasy worlds are based of, on... Yeah. So maybe it goes back to that. Why are so many fantasy worlds based on, like, old English? Because there's no cell phones. Going back to what you said before. Yeah. Now, two you things... You want to escape from technology, I think. Interesting. But there's, like, a lot of time periods to choose from. But, like, there's a very obvious, like, easy, feudal kind of thing mm -hmm. of, like, kings and queens. It's very, um, hierarchical. Yeah. Which doesn't mesh very well with where our culture is trying to go, though. So another reason why it's, know. like... Yeah. Anyways, my two biggest negatives were not enough, like, King Arthur stuff. Yeah, like Camelot style stuff, Camelot. yeah. And not enough Shakespeare. And I don't particularly like Shakespeare, but I would have... Like, he it is the, like it lends the face to... of the Renaissance, I believe. I don't really know when the Renaissance was. Fifteens, I think. Okay. Um, so, I like, they, they were doing a Robin Hood performance and stuff, but I would have assumed, like, you would have had a sad Minnesota improv troupe doing... Should face Shakespeare would fucking kill them. Man, there. that would be... People would pay double the entry fee for that. Yeah. We didn't get to do many of the carnival games, but I think you would have enjoyed some of the carnival games, too. I'm more of just a mini basketball okay. person. You could have thrown a tomato in someone's face. Oh. Um, I thought you were going to say that the map... Map was terrible. Map was just like every other fantasy world map. <laughs> Where it's vaguely useful, but not You know actually. all these things are here. You won't be able to get from one to the other. No. But the map looks pretty, so and that's all that counts. It's not to scale. No. At all. No. The distances make no sense. No. They're vaguely in that direction, but distances make no sense. And the things that were marked on there and things that were not marked yeah. did not make a lot of sense no. either. Every fucking pickle stand was marked. <laughs> so many weird pickle salesmen. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about before that? Upcoming. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and then I made you come two. home and watch A Knight's Tale with me, which That was well-timed. That movie, 
It should just be called the Joust Tale. Anachronistic as well. Lots of weird Very, yeah. music that is not... There's no explanation for why they're playing rock music in the middle the of music, the Joust. The music, I think that, like, you could see, like, the artistic license there. But more for me, it was, like, they tried to turn jousting into, like, a Street golf... Or like a golf or racing tour, uh, yeah. Formula One. And it was like, he hadn't really proven he was a very good knight aside from these Olympic well, games. Well, we did miss the beginning. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. Uh, my takeaway always is that I like the, the friend characters, yeah. but the the love interest like yeah. is kind of bland, doesn't do it for me. Like yeah. they, they go through a lot of hoops to get the love interest and they don't really develop her well enough for me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, other sequels, Zootopia, uh -huh. supposedly getting a sequel. Hmm. Um, it's a tough one that comes on the TV all the time. I love the beginning of it. I love the very end when you get to hear what's her face sing. I like some of the she montages Wolf. and um, but when they're songs. actually doing the caper or doing the detective work, I'm not. It's that a in. police procedural, yeah, in cartoon form, yeah. At the end of the day, hmm. um, Jurassic World three, Meh. getting the original cast back, Laura Dern and Sam. I saw the headlines and click it. And, uh, I don't Jeff think Bowen. I ever saw the second one. Did I? Neither of us did. Nice. Fallen Kingdom or whatever. Nice. Chris Pratt, oh, that was after he'd already fallen from, <laughs> uh, from his podium or whatever. Pedestal. Got it. Pedestal. What did he do? Eh, just kind of was an asshole about oh, Anna, his, left, his yeah. wife, and Got some, religious, some religious uh, stuff that's kind of anti-LGBT mm. and things like that. Um, the Star Wars trailer has come out since our last one. Sure it has. <laughs> No thoughts? I believe you there is a Star Wars trailer out um, there. Haven't seen Solo yet. Mrs. Doubtfire? I was going to be a musical? Uh, I Mistakes. kind of... We know I'm very particular about my musicals. Mm. Have I ever enjoyed a movie to musical one? Which musicals have you enjoyed? I think that's a shorter list. Even just like the concept of them. I don't appreciate the School of Rock one. That one makes me uneasy. Matilda? Uh, Matilda? Uh -oh. It was a better movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, like, Mean Skeptical. Girls I've heard is terrific, but... The Pretty Woman one flopped. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. Okay. Um, Seven Husbands of, Eve of Evelyn Hugo was a book. Sounds like a book um, title. Very confusing, because there was also, like, The Seven and a Half Lives of Evelyn Hardcastle came out the same year. Been. But Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is, like, an um, LGBT one that I'm, it's on my to-read list. I keep saying I'm going to read it. Uh, there's going to be an adaptation of it, which I can see because it was kind of a book clubby one and um, seems like it would be good. However, it's going to be on Freeform. Okay. ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Fox Family. Seems like a weird home for like an adult book. Maybe they're trying to to pivot. Maybe. No more Harry um, Potter weekends. Dick and... Have you seen... What were you going to say? I... I started wa I'm watching Friends when there's nothing else on. You're back to that. And like... I feel guilty. But they did something clever because they're doing like this 25th anniversary thing. Yeah. Instead of playing them in order, they're playing them thematically. Okay. So the set that I got a little bit invested in was the guy friends. Like all the episodes where the A plot is about the like guys. When they nap. Yeah, exactly. Or when they get ducks. Yes. Or when they break the fridge. Right. And get the foosball table. Yeah, yeah, So I think that is a good way to organize it because, like, when they get to the Ross and Rachel drama set of 20 episodes, like, you would just not tune in. Yeah. 
But, anyways. Um, the Dickinson TV series that's going to be on Apple TV? Have mm, you seen anything about subscribe. that? No, I've heard about the other shows they're having. I haven't heard about that one. I think I need to play you the trailer live. Oh, boy. This is just about the last thing I had on my list, so I'm going to play you this trailer because... It's ridiculous. So it's about Emily Dickinson, if you haven't guessed that. Uh-huh. You got sound on? Check me out. I'm a man. I do what I want. I go where I want. I have the right to vote. I can legally own property. What are they so afraid of? Maybe they're scared that if they teach us how the world works, we'll figure this it out. This is so funny. Over. They're showing me an ad and... for the show that I was trying to watch the trailer of. Yeah, that's not well planned. What time period is this supposed to be? Of course she's insane. She's Emily Dickinson. When did Emily Dickinson live? You're gonna make a good housewife one day, Emily. Are you with me? Oh yeah, I'm a real catch. You need to cut out these sort of antics. Are you getting married? Oh. Will you promise me I have one purpose. Will you find me and that is to become a great writer. Because I could not stop for death. Mm. Good line. Nice to see you. Is it gonna go sci-fi now? I don't know. Magical realism thing? Hmm. Without you, I might as well not exist. You really are my favorite person in the world. Oh yeah. Wait it when I'm gone. When you're dead. Dude, no, I mean like when I'm in the other room. Oh. I do not approve of a woman seeking to build herself a literary reputation, Emily. That um, seems like a, an ABC Family freeform show to me. Another anachronistic. What's the word that I keep trying to say You're that close. I can't? You're close. Um, where she's like, dude. Like, and I they weren't they trying to have dude. English accents at all? No accents. Is she English? I assume she's so. American. Um, so trying to make it a period piece, but then trying to make her have like modern teen like Yeah, I'm offended by that, I think. it's. Vi- I'm, on one hand, I'm like... Okay, I appreciate that they're not trying to go for like, Madame, did that get thee right. to the Just do a whatever. biography, like, a biopic of her. Yeah, but She's also, yeah, I right. told you. But they definitely would not talk like, dude, I'll be in the other room. Amherst, Massachusetts, in of course. In the 1800s or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, 1800s, you're correct. It also reminds me of Little Women, the one that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Which I still need to Little read that book sometime. Um that was a joke because I keep saying I'm going to read that yeah, book. Yeah, you never going to. never even gotten past page three. Uh, yeah, very strange. Hmm. Very, very strange. Uh, was that the last one I had? The only other one I had was, we talked about Bellwether Rhapsody on this podcast one yep. time. Her new book's coming her out. Her new book's coming out. Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts. It's on my to-read list. Is it actually? Yeah. I guess it's a public fling. Anyone can check. So... <sighs> That was the last thing I had, was that a Tuesday Morning Talks to Ghosts is coming out soon. Awesome. You didn't have any upcoming things? Nothing. Not looking forward to anything. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nope. Nothing at all. In terms of pop culture, <laughs> uh, and it'll be playoffs. We're going to have it on every night. I was going to say, it's probably a good thing you're not looking forward to pop culture, because when the baby comes, we're not going to have time to like go out to the movies. I'm stuff. not going to be one of the dads who's gaming, gaming in front of his baby Bjorn. I guess you can. Mm. As long as you feed the baby when you're supposed to. Okay. You can use the boppy pillow for feeding boppy. the baby and also for video games. Multi-purpose. Dual purpose. Okay, folks. 
Thanks for listening. Sorry uh, for the long gap. Hopefully we'll be back at you In another soon. fortnight. Close. A fortnight. Maybe a fortnight. No. Yeah. I think that's what we should rename it to. But there's no, it's not something to say weekly digital, digital, get down. <laughs> digital, digital, get down every week. It just says get down. Adios. Adios. Brain. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.